Dear Mama, you have so many questions, but not enough answers. You wish you didn't have to ask, and that's why I'm writing you this letter. You're not alone, you're not crazy, and I hope this helps. I see you because I am you. Sincerely, Mama. Auntie's like, you know, like, I wish I would have known because on media, 
it's like peaches and rainbows, you know, they really don't tell you. And I really felt as though that made an impact, again, how I was discussing that fourth trimester. So even now and having my wonderful birth story, I want to pass the torch. And that's my second thing is passing the torch. And it doesn't matter how much education you have. You don't have to be a scientist in it, even though we are very licensed and skilled, you just telling your story can help the next person, the next woman, or even the next father. So that's what I think. I feel that black maternal health I would, comes from maternal health. Um, but black maternal health is different because those people come from villages. But I feel that we have forgotten the village and kind of focused everything just on maternal. So we don't discuss paternal health, so I would love it us specifically to be maternal health and paternal health. I need to find out what's going on inside of her, but 50% of her comes from him. I really need to get back to the you're not having a baby by yourself, you're not alone, it's not all your responsibility, and get to the fact that the entire village is here to help you have a child. Um, don't put all the pressure on you. Uh, be open. Um, with my clients, I find that there's so many of my new moms have a, a superwoman mentality that it's, I don't even want to share some of the problems because someone else didn't and it's just this false sense that we've gotten from somewhere uh, that has been kind of pushed, like I said yesterday, to separate us. But I really want black maternal health and black maternal health to come together to say we're all doing this on our block, on our street, we're all doing this together, you're not alone. You have the same questions I've had. Uh, I don't know anything, you don't know anything, and let's all find out together. So I'm gonna piggyback off you a lot because after you have that baby and you go home, you put they, they walk you out, at that hospital, they teach you how to put that baby in that car seat, they close that door, and that's about it. You want to go on after that, right? Everybody know that story if you have had a child. so. The concept of it takes a village to raise a child, but where is the village most times after you get that baby home and it's you and that hollering baby, uh, you know, so um, just bringing platforms like this together helps black maternal health. Uh, asking questions to providers, uh, questions such as, okay, um, you know, what are you gonna do when I get in the room, okay? If I don't wanna uh, get have a C-section, are there alternatives? If I wanna take home uh, my afterbirth, can I do that? You know, really um, being open and honest about what your expectations are for your, for your pregnancy uh, would definitely help uh, black maternal health. And just to piggyback off the maternal part, because as, as black women, we can sometimes say, I got this. I got this, um, but we have to definitely talk to our men about what it is that we're feeling because they don't know. And remember that we spent nine months bonding with that child. So in essence, their bonding starts after the child um, comes into, into the room. And so we have to give them an opportunity to be the parent. And so not just saying, no, I feel, I got this, no, don't worry about it. Let him, let him have a part in it, it would be great too. Nice. So how many women can confirm that we put on the cape and say that, you know, I got this, I'm superwoman, right? My hand, two hands, right? <laughs> we don't need help. 
right? And so I think you guys all hit on great points. Uh, we need the village. Sometimes, you know, it's hard to find. But that leads me to my next question. What are some ways, and I'm speaking to the father first, what are some ways that moms can show up for dads? Well, number one, the biggest advocate and hero of uh, black men in shades of black men of shades of color are black women and have always been. Um, they have kicked open doors and then we, of course we, we burnt it down after that but the advocacy is number one and that comes from education. The advocacy and one reason why I'm always focused on paternal it's, it's different than the village is because my, my DNA is inside. My chromosomes are inside, and you gotta know that my family's history of diabetes and lupus, it helps, it helps, uh, because there is a, a biological attachment. Um, the advocacy, when, with my clients, I shared yesterday when we do our, um, our, our birthing plans, um, the part of it is that dad has to be in the room when you talk to mom about certain things. Um, and be honest, I, because I work in this field and I'm a birth worker, a lot of times my moms are just worried about uh, not sneezing because if I sneeze, some other stuff might happen. Um, I just don't want to heal myself. So dad is really, really focused on what the doctor said. Uh, he has the ability to ask all of the white coats, who are you? Um, because every white coat, uh, some of them are interns, some of them are not, to kind of advocate towards, I need him here. Uh, he's a part of this process. I want him to see this process because I cannot express to you enough uh, watching a miracle happen uh, and not wanting to do your best. So I cannot express enough in statistics and support how much a lot of my dads bring stressors down. And I don't know how to quantify what that means to moms, but I know they're happier afterwards. And, and when you're being held afterwards and when you're being supported afterwards, so you would have to advocate and say no, um, I know this is this is an OBGYN appointment, uh, but I want him in. I want him in here. Uh, well, that's usually not our policy. Well, I can find another doctor, but I want him in here. I want him to know this, and I want him to know that. So advocacy, advocacy, advocacy. Nice. And what are some ways dads can show up for moms? Well, I was very um, blessed in that area with my spouse with both of my pregnancies. I thank God for that because. He really showed up for me, as you mentioned, with them being in the room with the appointments and when you're giving birth. Majority of my appointments, he was there with me. And I was thankful for the OBGYN that I had because he believed in that, with them not just being in the birthing room, but being there at the appointments so they can hear everything you know, that he's telling you. So that's a lot of ways that the dad can show up for the mom. Go to the appointments as much as you can. Um, when you see that she's stressed out, you know, be willing to give her a back rub or a foot rub or talk to her. And that's something that I've noticed with fathers um, that I know, other than my husband, they don't know how to talk to the woman, to ask her, what are you going through? How are you feeling? Because sometimes we ask the, the one that's going through the pregnancy, we just want the man to know that he cares and that he's concerned about what's happening with us because they're not the ones carrying the child. They're not the ones having the symptoms. But if the dads will understand we're in this together, 
this is a partnership. So if they can just take the time and just be understanding because we go through a lot that they'll never understand. Yeah, with vice versa. Like, <laughs> there's so much you go through that I cannot understand because I'm postpartum to it. So I also don't have any outlet whatsoever. Uh, I have no outlet and I don't know what to do with it. Um, when I'm the provider and I'm the head of the household or whatever, and you cry for no reason, and none of my none of my village has told me why, I, I don't know what to do with that. And those things come out in negative ways. Like, I don't want to be around you when you like that. And we say negative things to each other, so we have to teach our moms to sit, to, to every now and then say, you know what, the diaper's on backwards, but it's all right. <laughs> It doesn't affect the pain. <laughs> You're doing the best you can with what you got. Um, and then teach our dads to be like, how are you? And then when my mom says, I'm fine, which is national for I'm not fine. I'm not fine. Uh, in the best gentle way for us to go back to partnership, saying I'm, it's all right for a mother to say, I'm scared too. And then that gives him the right to say, I've been freaking out for weeks. I'm glad you found the system. Because I've been trying to hold it down, but I really can't. And what's that Superwoman. I don't want to be 
be a superwoman during birth. Um, I'm not sure I want to be a superwoman trying to prepare for a baby because that's a lot. So we also have to make it known to keep them in the loop. So once you give them that open space, there he was literally doing research on his own, coming to me with new things. I'm like, what? You looking at this? So it just takes that openness, so you all can, we all can create a, a great birthing journey. While you guys are on the subject, it, it is very important, as my brother Joel said. One thing I want you all to understand is it begins with the black male and it ends with the black male. I'm in the process of doing case studies and I'm realizing um, interviewing black fathers or fathers-to-be and they are all saying the same thing. I don't know why she's crying or if I had the support or I did not know what with that mucus. You said a mucus plug? What is that? You know, so, but I've also realized as black women, black women, please hear me, my sisters. We must stop um, actually feeding to what society said we have to be. Who said we have to be a strong black woman? We have the black man to lean on. So I was, she, she basically just said exactly what I was about to say. Um, I want to say, stand down, black woman. Stand down, black woman. Um, it's okay to ask for help. Asking for help is a skill. It is a skill that we must learn how to do. And it goes something like this, baby. I'm tired. Could you please come get him for a while? I'm going out. And then not feeling guilty about taking a break, taking a mom break. That dad is just as much a parent and capable of caring for that child as we are. So I say it again so we can move on. Stand down, black woman. It's okay to take y'all say that. Stand down. Stand down, black woman. <laughs> My client came to me, he's 21 years old. He's like, I want to do something for her. I got to do something for her. She just had my baby. I got to do something for her. I got to get her this type of gift. What do you recommend? And I said, uh, the greatest gift you get a, a, a new mother is called a nap. Size fits all. You take your new daughter, uh, she was breastfeeding at the time, and pumping, take the milk, and feed her, watch the game with her, and, and do, and, and play around, and, and if she gets a nap, and a bath, start at the nap, take it, then you will have a new person, but th this idea of I want to uh, come outside and do X, Y, Z, and not the basics, there's a lot of times it's the basics, and I have fought with some of my brown mothers of color about this food train. Like, it is a uh, ancestral thing that I found out that black and brown women just sit around waiting for you to call them to bring food once you have a baby. Like, they, they just sit at their jobs like super women, like, you need some food? Like, this food train will show up, and sometimes that seems like it's weakness. If I call you and say I can't make food, uh, everybody has a different name for it. If I call you and say I don't have any food, and it's that other thing, it seems like weakness, but we're just waiting for you to call and say, I need water, I need this, and to deliver it. And 
all over, and, and yet we've been cutting that part out. But that's part of the joys of the job. Right. Can you add one more thing to the nap? We have a full night of sleep. Mm -hmm. You pushed that. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so I thought before children, my love language was gifts. After children, my love language was take these kids. <laughs> <laughs> so absolutely. So support is a huge thing, right, in parenthood for both the mom and the father. And you mentioned how you are a doula. Can you guys share in your own words, why is it important to have support? So whether that's a midwife, a doula, or a postpartum doula, why is it important? Being a doula is, uh, so I have four biological kids. I think being a doula is probably one of the fifth biologists in the world for me. Um, I get to come in and tell you that you're not broken at all. That all this stuff that's going wrong is totally okay, totally fine. You have all the tools you need. You have everything you can, and we're going to start right from here. And my job is to provide certain information and also tell you, empower you with how much rights you have. Um, you can do this, and you can ask for this, and and, and you can design your, your, your the out, some of the outcomes. Um, and just educate, educate, educate. Uh, as I said yesterday, my dads are not allowed to tell their new moms no. So when they want a lot of bad foods, they go get it for them. But they don't know nutrition. But our job is to say, Monday's Burger King, Tuesday's salads. You're able to help them design something that's right for their own legacy. I just, I think everyone should be a winner. Like sister said, everybody should be a midwife. Everybody should be a doula. And we really should go back to really caring for uh, new mothers and saying if nothing's broken and like she said, everything's all right. Yes, this is the third one. Yes, X, Y, and Z. But let's keep going in a positive way. And I got your back. And I'm not going anywhere. And, and cry or don't cry. And then bring him in. If we if we crying together as sisters, well, he gonna love too. He gonna get some tears. Like everybody gonna cry. Baby's gonna cry. So um, I I enjoy it. And Listen, I hope you're enjoying the show so far. We had an amazing time at the Black Maternal Health Conference 2023. I want to give you a moment to follow mommy on all socials. That's M-O-M dot M-E. And if you're not already, follow us at Sincerely Mama Podcast on all socials. Mamas, we have merch. Yes, we finally have merch. So run over to JackieBobbitt.com, click on the shop tab and grab your mom journals and your teas, your mom teas, right in time for Mother's Day. If you don't need them, grab them for your favorite mom, your favorite mom friend, snap a picture and tag us. We are so excited and we can't wait to see you with your mom merch. Let's get back to the show. I go back there, I feel like instead of hot sauce in your bag, you should have a therapist in your bag. You should be in the apartment with the, with the, with the phone number uh, I go to. Um, but just some of the, it's, it's having people educated enough around you to say something's not right. 
And I feel like sometimes, specifically in black and brown communities, when something's not right, we, we can write some things off um, and petty some things like, oh, that's just going to be for a little while. She'll, you know, that, that always happens in a week or so. And then it's two weeks or three weeks. And we'll design for everyone to come get the child. Just we, we, we go around. So having someone that, specifically having a fathers have 10% of all fathers, new dads go through postpartum depression. Um, so having someone to say that he was so involved, he was so involved, and now all of a sudden baby's here, he's not that involved, as a light bulb say something's wrong. It's just odd that he was at all eight points. And then for her, something's wrong, and have this support system, either family or not, to say something's wrong, and then to go into, let's break down therapeutically, let's ask some more questions in a calming manner, not in a broken manner, in an it's okay uh, manner to say, tell me some more. And then you may have to just walk somebody out to the park uh, and just sit down there until it comes out. But the support has to be from the community to say, uh, nobody's broken, no, nobody's wrong, nothing's, nothing's wrong with you. It's, it's just such something else we're gonna get through. Um, I will say, just looking back at my family and even with moms, we lose ourselves. And one thing I'm realizing now, and if I do have another baby during that process, I want to stick to something that I do. Whether that's me going for a walk, listening to music, binge watching a TV show, you have to stick with something because so many times moms just completely lose themselves and just be a wife or be a caretaker. Where is you at, you know? And I think that's why my fourth trimester was so hard because I was that entrepreneur. I was traveling, but then things changed. And I thought I wasn't gonna get that back. But here I am today and I got it back. So it's just, you know, we have to something. And it just feels so good, you know? And I want all of us to feel like that. I want everybody to repeat after me, okay? She believed she could. She, she believed she, she could. could. But she needed a break. But she, she needed a break. break. So she said no. So she, she said, said no. no. Period. Period. It's okay to say no. In this season of self-care, it's okay to say no. We take on so much. Yeah, I can do that. Y'all ever said, yeah, I can do that, and then when it come up, you be like, oh, man, I can So making sure that you're not putting too much on your plate, for one. Having a self-care plan, like she said, who was I before this child? How can I get back to her? I might not be able to get all the way back to her, but this new version of me, how can I implement softness? How can I show her grace? How can I show her compassion? How can I be there for myself the way I'm being a mom to this child? How can I be a mom to myself, right? We have to mother ourselves in that season of having a new baby. I was one who had, I got, what, tw 16 months apart. So I was pregnant for two years. Don't ever do that. If you did it, you know what I mean. It was, it was, it, it, it was rough having, having them little step steppers. But now they're four and five, so I, I look back at them, I be like, yes, I did it. They, they walk in, they talk, but before then, having two babies under two was hard. It was really, really difficult. And I did forget who Dorothy was. I was just a mom, changing diapers, sweating, going to get my hair done. 
And one day I looked at myself in the mirror and I didn't even recognize myself. So I said, I gotta get back in the gym. <laughs> okay, it's time to get back in the gym. It's time to watch what, what we're eating. Eat the vegetables even when you don't want to eat the vegetables. Making sure that you're going to your, your, um, your dentist. Making sure that you're going to your primary care providers and also to your therapist. If you don't have a therapist, find you one. There's all types of ways to talk to people nowadays. And having an outlet, if it's painting, if it's journaling, if you like to write, if you like to travel, but finding something that you can do that makes it like makes yourself feel like yourself. So what I can say. Okay, daddy got come, 
Care.com, getting a girl to come over there for 10 bucks an hour, for two hours, it's worth it. It's worth it. And just one last thing. Um, I was a superwoman, but I, I really feel as though my daughter came in my life for a reason because I had to let go. Like, I had to let go. And during that dark phase, only thing I could do was just call my mom and tell her I'm not okay. Y'all got to send somebody down here. And I'm from St. Louis. So being in Mississippi, that's like seven hours away. So my village, my aunt came. And I always say that she stayed with me the entire month. I was going through breastfeeding, um, the changes of my body. But just surrendering, it just felt like a relief. She was cooking. She was cleaning. She was, she was just doing everything. And it just felt so good. But it also felt not normal. And I think sometimes with new experience, we start thinking, uh-uh, this not right. Let me go back. Let me revert. Enjoy it. Enjoy that break. Enjoy that moment so you can fill yourself up to give more to your kids. And my, most of my clients, I have to let them know, you are starting from scratch. Uh, I don't care if you are a 20-year-old, 30-year-old woman, but day one, you are starting from scratch. Like you, A woman and a mother are different. Um, a man and a father are different. Um, a woman has had cramps, uh, and a father of him has dealt with cramps, but cramps and contractions are different. Uh, trust me, I know. A contraction, a cramp will get you fussed at, a contraction will get you punched in the face. <laughs> So I try to express to my, on my paternal side, you are starting from scratch with her. The woman that you've been dating for three or four years, she's gone. Um, the woman that liked flowers and chocolates and big boxes that don't want those, don't none of that, none of that. Um, she, you, and as a, a new mom, you're a brand new person, so don't put all of this, well, I should know. I know about preeclampsia, I know about these things, but I think one of the worst things specifically in our community is a disease called I got this. Um, I got this. No, I got this. No, I, no, I got this. I, and it's for males and, and women and moms, like they, um, fathers and moms, but just, no, I got this. I asked a guy the other day, do you need this? Do you need that? He was having a child going COVID. He was like, no, it's okay. It's okay. I was like, no, put a big cooler outside of your house, put some ice in it. Um, your family is Haitian. So they're going to break food by anyway, whether they like it or not. Just have them put it out there, but you got to figure out a way to get them involved and stop telling everybody you are right. Stop telling everybody you got this. And for us in the community to say, no, 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 you are brand new with this. You should not have all of these expectations in the first trimester of what you're supposed to be. And you should, I mean, on a paternal side, you shouldn't be saying, well, I got all of this. You have no clue that you're about to get punched in the face. <laughs> they don't know what is coming. So try to get them to relax to say, you're starting off brand new, don't have all these expectations. I know what you thought you knew, but this life is going to be different. Nice. It's okay. So guys, we're going to wrap it up. I would like for each of you to take some time. There might be a mother or a father in the room that just needs encouraging through this parenthood journey. So briefly, as we wrap up, encourage that mother or encourage that father to the mothers and the fathers, I just want to encourage you to say that it's okay not to be okay. 
know, we all mention how sometimes we try to be super women, we try to be super men. Um, but it's okay not to be okay. Not being okay is not a weakness. When you're not okay, you're letting a person know that you need help. And that's strength when you tell someone, I'm not okay, I need help. Thank you. Um, I would say two things. One, as long as you have breath, you have options. So that means we are still here. That means we still have purpose. We still have a plan. So it's up to you to decide, you know, today is the day I'm going to change everything. And I really don't, I wouldn't say I, but I don't care what your situation or background may be. It can be light at any given moment for you. And we're all writing our own book, our own chapter. We got the pen. So for me, I'm finna write a bestseller author, you know, I want my life to be the bomb.com. And that goes for the generation that I'm going to leave as well. So just continue to do great, be great, because your story is going to help. Say, is that a bad day at parenting doesn't mean it's a bad life at parenting. You get a second chance. Absolutely. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you guys so much for being a great panel. Thank you guys for your participation. Thank you so much for joining us. If you found this episode helpful, do me a favor and share it with another mama. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a five-star review. Also, connect with us on all social media platforms at Sincerely Mama Podcast. Remember, you're the best mama for your children. We'll see you next time. Sincerely Mama.